Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. You can find me at livetoone110.com and learn about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook and Twitter at I Will Live to 110 and on uh, Pinterest and Instagram at Live to 110. Our guest today is Aura Asayag. She is a nutritionist trained at Bastyr University, and she has a fantastic line of skincare products called AuraAsAmazingHerbal.com. I absolutely love her products. She sent me some products prior to the show, and I was really blown away. I've used a lot of natural skincare products before, but her products, there's something special. She infuses herbs into the oils and uses lots of essential oils. And I really noticed a change in my skin after I started using them. And uh, I just, I was really impressed with her, her knowledge level and thought she'd be a fantastic guest on the show. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. You know, I love to talk about detoxification and how to detox every single area of your life. And I think a lot of people are, are living a healthy lifestyle and eating good and exercising and, and taking supplements, but they're, they're still using extremely toxic skincare products. So I want to educate you today on the show about the do's and don'ts of skincare. Please keep in mind that this program is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature and for entertainment purposes, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment or diet that we suggest today on the show. Our guest, Aura Asayag, has a master's degree in nutrition from Bastyr University, and she's the owner of Aura's Amazing Herbal Skincare. She's also the mother of the most fantastic children that ever existed and seeks to bring health and healing to the world and its inhabitants through her everyday choices. She runs her business and her home with this goal in mind and is getting better at it every day. It's probably one of the more uh, interesting uh, bios that I've read from a guest. <laughs> Aura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Well, I understand your educational background is in biology and nutrition. So how did you end up in skincare? Um, well, it was basically my daughter uh, developed eczema and they wanted to put her on medications, antibiotics and steroids. And um, just having the background I already have, I um, knew that that was not going to be my first course of action. It was more of a last resort. Um, so that's pretty much how it happened. It started with that first product. And then, um, we went from there because I started making salve for her and it was really effective, but also it was just fun. Like I had a lot of fun making it. So I started making more for like teachers and as gifts and things like that. I was homeschooling all my kids at the time. So I was, you know, able to, to do crafts and stuff with them. Um, so I started giving it out as gifts. And then when people started asking for more, I was like, you know, I can make more. Um, but you know, it, at that point, it was time for me to start, you know, my kids were getting older and I was kind of looking to figure out what I was going to do um, sort of outside of, you know, my family life also. So um, it just kind of developed into a business that way. And we expand, we've been expanding our line ever since. It's been a lot yes. of fun. 
And it's it's an amazing line. You sent you were so generous. You sent yep. me a package of the products, and I love them so much. I ordered more because <laughs> I used up all of the um, the nightly <laughs> skin repair serum. Uh, uh-huh. You sent me like a little vial of it. I was like, ooh, because yeah. I really felt the difference in my skin, and I yeah. I love products with um, with herbs and essential oils in them and whatnot, because yeah. they really nourish your skin. And I live in California; it's really really dry. And I really need that, that deep, deep, deep moisture. And I just, I love the products. I really do. I'm so glad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about skincare is I find it to be very similar to nutrition because basically your skin is like your digestive tract, but just on the outside. Um, you know, and then also it deals with, you know, the external environment. So, you know, you have dry skin, but then you have also just an opportunity to nourish your skin. You know, why miss that opportunity by just smearing on something that's not really providing any nutrients? Exactly. Because so. a lot of moisturizers, that's it. They're just moisturizers. You know, they will like seal in the moisture in your skin. That's great. Right. Um, right. But I really want something to, to nourish my skin. I want to put vitamins on it. Essential oils will block sunlight and filter toxins. Right. And your yeah. skin needs antioxidants just like Absolutely. your body does. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm a skincare freak, so I know a lot about it. <laughs> That's why I do a lot of shows on skincare. Oh, um, glad. Fun. So why don't you tell us how you developed your natural skincare products? Um, so basically, it started with just the salve. And then we were like, wait, salve and lip balm are basically the same thing. Um, just um, lip balm has more thickener. It's basically a salve, but just thicker. So that was our next thing, which was like, okay, well, let's see what kind of fun flavors we can come up with. And we came up with, um, you know, minty cocoa and chai and, you know, just fun, different things. Um, One of the challenges with lip balm is that there's, you know, we only use essential oils. We don't use any synthetic ingredients. Um, So, you know, we don't use even organic flavors or blends and we don't use any like formulas that we buy. We only use single ingredients that we can list on our ingredient panel. So for example, people will keep asking for like, you know, mango lip balm and strawberry lip balm and like, but there's no such thing as strawberry essential oil. There's strawberry flavor, but like really what is that? It's not strawberry. So, um, you know, there's strawberry seed oil, but that doesn't smell like strawberry. So just as an example, um, those are one of the challenges that we encounter is that people, they want to use, you know, natural stuff, but they're not really understanding what that means. Yes. Um, so a lot of what we do is, you know, just educating people about, um, you know, w- the effects of what they put on their skin and what they actually are and um, their sources and that sort of thing. So then um, after lip balm, what did we do next? After lip balm, we moved to, um, oh, powders. Um Partly because people were starting to ask about natural deodorant, which is a very big um, challenge, natural deodorant. Yes. Um, and, you know, and um, so, you know, I mostly use just a powder. And so I just kind of and also people were asking for baby powders um, because one of, you know, our salves, people use a lot on their on babies. Um, so people were like, well, what about a powder? Um, and, you know, I was looking at the powders that are out there and most of them have some kind of ingredient that would feed yeast like cornstarch or rice powder or any of these starchy grain powders really shouldn't go on skin that's going to be holding moisture, you know, um, especially on a baby. Um, so it was kind of fun for me to play with ingredients and 
you know, find the balance there. Um, and then I made my blissful earth powder, which is, it's addictive. It's really, it really has a, a strong following because it just smells so delicious, um, that people are kind of, I've had emergency phone calls like, you know, for overnighting <laughs> it, you know, cause especially if that's all you're using as a deodorant, you know, and you don't want to go without it. Um, you know, and I also use it in my son's sneakers. So, and it works like we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we managed to extend the life of his sneakers until he outgrows them, yeah. um, using that powder. <laughs> um, so we have that, um, we did the powders and then after the powders, um, let's see, that came out in the summer. Oh, and then it was, um, face, face, or serums, the serums. Um, one of the things about face lotions that a lot of times people put on, um, lotions, but either they're parabens, they're, they're, you know, paraben based. Um, so they absorb very, very quickly, but it's, you know, you're basically pouring toxins into your skin. You really, that's not ideal. Um, or they have a lot of thing, uh, like alcohol in them. So that's why an oil or serum, um, you know, a serum really is just a, um, an oil, but, but you know, a lotion that actually is also delivering something else like a nutrient or whatever. So any kind of botanical oil you're putting on your skin really is a serum, um, because it's going to have phytonutrients in there regardless of, um, you know, I can't think of a botanical oil that doesn't have any nutrients in it unless it's been highly refined. So, um, anyways, so that's the thing about serums and oils and the difference between them. Um, but so the serums, we came up with the two serums. Also, I noticed that as soon as I turned 40, you know, I always thought, oh, age isn't, is just a number. It's really nothing to like, it's just a number. But the truth is literally it felt like the week I turned 40, all of a sudden my, my skin changed and it just wanted more. It just, um, it's very strange, but, um, so I formulated the nightly repair for that. Um, and I found it just really kind of makes my skin a lot happier. Um, the Tamanu, especially in there, it's just got such a nice, rich feel. And it just, my whole, like, I really feel, um, more like it just, it does the job. It's not gone. You know, it, it absorbs quickly, but my skin feels good for the day. Yes, um, I yeah, I noticed that really too. That much, right? Yeah, I noticed um, that too because I live in California and it's it's so so dry that I yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd put on a lotion and an hour later my skin feels tight and dry again. I don't right. have that with the nightly skin repair or with the day serum as well. But can you talk about that ingredient you just mentioned the Taramo? What was it? Tamanu. Tamanu. <laughs> it's actually a nut oil from Morocco, which is appropriate because my husband's uh, from Morocco. Um, and which is fun. It's a fun little cultural, uh, dip. Um, and it's just very rich and it helps promote uh, cell regeneration in the skin. So that's why we call it nightly also because you do most of your healing at night when you're sleeping. Um, so that's why a lot of people to, like to use it at night because it's a good opportunity. Um, and it's just, it provides all those nutrients, but it also, um, you know, a lot of times when people ask me, well, what's in that, that does that, you know, I could list, you know, the nutrients that are in there. But the truth is a lot of times, you know, I don't think we've discovered everything that there is to know um, about foods and about just ingredients. Um, So the truth is like, to me, what's more important is the property that it displays. Um, You know, the property of the Tamanu, like, yes, it has, you know, polyunsaturated and it has, you know, all the different nutrients. um, But mainly it's that it promotes cell regeneration, which is what you want on the skin. Um, 
What are some so of the other... So that's what about. But it yeah. also it has a very herbaceous smell. Um, so some people are sort of surprised by that. Um, and so I always tell people in advance, you're going to smell it. And it smells amazing. But if you don't know it smell, like it's not actually a scented oil. It's just... It's tamanu. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it really had a strong smell at all. No. I, I'm pretty sensitive to smells, and I thought uh-huh. this smell was pretty benign of the, I don't the mean nightly smell skin like repair. Fragrance like it makes you want to sneeze. I just mean like you know it's, um, you know it does. I don't know. I can't think. It doesn't smell just like you know safflower oil or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It, it has you know its own intrinsic, um, you know. Which I think it's beautiful. I love it. Um, yeah, and I so, like and some of the, any people who are scent sensitive who um who can use it. It's not a you know like a scent scent. <laughs> no, I have very sensitive skin too, and I don't have any problems with it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my skin feels very comforted and nourished. So, what are some of the other ingredients uh, in the the nightly skin repair? That's my favorite one. So, I keep um, so about. yeah, it's my favorite one also. <laughs> um, and I'm actually going to look down here at my my label because I always forget something. But, you know, our whole product line, all of our oil-based products start with our base oil. Um, And that's my pride and joy is our base oil because um, basically when I first developed the salve, I started doing research and um, from, you know, I did my nutrition degree at a school of naturopathic medicine um, and I I didn't study naturopathic medicine, I studied nutrition. But since I was having babies at the same time, I was there for five years doing a two year program. So my community there was just so tremendous of just herbalists and, you know, midwives and naturopaths and acupuncturists. And so when I did have an issue, I always had such a wonderful resource of people I could consult with, um, very, you know, very learned, um, wise healers, um, that, you know, science-based medicine, um, using herbs, which is, you know, many people seem to feel that, or not many people, but some people don't understand that there's, you know, a lot of science behind it um, and that the experts know that science. <laughs> that's where medicine uh, so, began is herbs yeah, and plants, exactly. not that's synthetic the whole chemicals. Of, you know, it's not just, uh, you know. Anyway, so I, so I basically tapped into that community um, and I developed my base oil based on that. Um, so what we do is we put in calendula, comfrey, plantain, St. John's wort, thyme, burdock, and chickweed. And we infuse that um, in glass containers for a minimum of six weeks in cold, dark conditions. So it's not in plastic leaching, um, and it's not in heat breaking down. Um, it's protected from light. Um, so all of that, all of those herbs, the instra- extraction goes into non-GMO grapeseed oil. And then we take that base, and all of our oil-based products are based out of that. So they're all actively healing for a variety of, you know, just inflammation in general um, and, you know, all different angles coming in to help heal your skin and your body through your skin. Um, So our our nightly repair starts with that. Um, And then it also has the Tamanu that we talked about. It has apricot kernel oil. It has meadow foam oil, which is sort of a newly, um, you know, you're seeing it more and more meadow foam oil. It's a nice, light simple oil and it absorbs very quickly. So it's a wonderful, um, you know, just when you're playing with the formula and you're like, okay, that's kind of rich. I need to balance it. Meadow foam is a really nice, um, oil to balance it with. Um, and let's see, what else do I have in here? Oh, rose hip seed oil and pomegranate oil. Pomegranate oil we know is just full of antioxidants and all kinds of nutrients. Um, vitamin C of course. 
Um, and then we also have some carrot seed essential oil in there, um, which is basically it promotes anti-aging as, you know, cause it's high in antioxidants. Um, and also it's, you know, aromatherapists, uh, use it for, um, more mature skin, especially for women, mm-hmm. um, as a hormone balancer. So I don't know what part of the carrot seed essential oil has that action. Like I said, it's, sometimes it's just, we just know it works. Um, so that's pretty much the nightly repair. Yeah, um, I, I really like it because a lot. I bought a lot of natural products and some of the serums they'll use olive oil as a base. Uh-huh. And it's just too thick. I feel like I'm putting salad yeah. dressing on my face. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that you're the serum. It's it's a lot lighter with the herbal blend with the, yeah. the grape seed oil. It's a lot nicer. Yeah, it is. And the meadow foam also. We do use a tiny bit of the olive oil in the daily because um, it does have wonderful nutrients to deliver when you're looking for a lighter serum, uh, but we don't use um, all that much of it. Yeah, and of. so it doesn't make it heavy. It's it's right. more of a, a light right. serum that just absorbs. Some right. of the olive oil ones, you just have this grease slick on your face for hours, yeah. and that's and not what I absorb. want either. Yeah, it doesn't absorb. Yeah. Right. It sits forever, and it smells like a salad. Yeah. <laughs> a delicious salad, but salad no less. <laughs> I'm like, I could just make some salad dressing and put it on yeah. my face. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which I have been known to do when I'm making my salad, and I guess I'm on my hand, so that's okay. So, you know, as a natural skincare business owner, what is is really most important to you? Huh, what is most important to, well, what's most important to me is that my products work. Um, You know, I have have guidelines that I am uncompromising on, um, which, for example, is the purity of my ingredients and, you know, that sort of thing and that they're non-toxic and, um, you know, that we have transparency, complete transparency with our ingredients. And, um, you know, and we try and be socially and environmentally responsible also as much as we can. Um, but if it doesn't work, um, there's no point. Um, yeah. So that's number one. <laughs> really, that's number one. And then also, you know, the truth is production is, is, you know, we need things to be easy to produce because if it becomes expensive and high energy to produce, um, that also is an environmental factor. Um, you know, like, um, you know, if it requires, you know, five hours of high speed mixing in order to get it to come to the right texture, then that's not necessarily going to be a sustainable, you know, product in, in our, you know, in our line of thinking. So, um, you know, really the environmental factor for me, you know, if this is what I'm going to do with my life, other than being a mother, this is pretty much what I'm doing right now. It's important to me that it's, you know, at least doing no harm in the world and, um, you know, and even more so that it's doing some healing in the world. So for example, our body butter we're using, um, I found hundred percent post-consumer recycled plastic. We needed to use a plastic jar for that, which sometimes it's, you know, an evil you have to kind of go with. Um, but at least we found a jar that's hundred percent post-consumer. So we feel really good about not pouring plastic back into the waste stream. Um, you know, so that, for example, that's one example. Um, you know, and as much as we can, our packaging is, you know, low impact and, you know, we try and have, um, people in the community that have difficulty finding employment to do like, um, you know, the box stamping and things like that. We try and, um, you know, contribute to the community with that sort of thing. Um, you know, we just try and feel good about what we're doing. What are some of the challenges? Yeah. What what are some of the challenges you meet when developing products? Um, well, 
finding making products at work you know there've definitely been times where I'll make something and I'll be like oh this will you know it's the these are the these are great ingredients and this is a great you know whatever and then I try it and it's just it doesn't work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know or I mix up I you know or I mix up um you know I'll mix up you know some essential oils and I'll just be like yeah no smell <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right or it's too strong or it's you know it doesn't whatever you know and in theory like when I'm researching and all the properties come together and it seems like it should be great, you know, but if it doesn't smell good or it doesn't feel good, then, you know, um, and another one, uh, you know, one challenge we have also is, um, like for example, our scrubs, um, our scrubs are a dry powder. So, you know, when I was growing up, we were all using that, um, you know, that cream apricot scrub that came in the tub and you scooped it and you scrubbed it and it was like fantastic, but it's paraben based. Um, and it's chock full of preservatives because it's based in liquid. You can't add water to something and expect it not to go bad unless you preserve it. Um, so that's one re- So we, all of our products have no water. We don't make any products with water in them because then you have to preserve them. So that even includes like aloe vera gel. When you read a label, it says aloe vera gel. There's water in there. So if they don't list any preservatives, then the preservatives are in the aloe vera gel when they purchase it. There's no way to make aloe vera gel without it going bad. So that's an example of a challenge for us um, is finding a base and finding a texture that's going to work without any water and without any preservatives. So for the scrubs, we um, we mix up this powder. Um, but then it's like, you know, if you want to be able to just get in the shower, scrub your face, close it up and go on your way without it being a high maintenance issue. How do you do that without it going bad? It's going to get wet in the shower. You don't want a tub of stuff and then you have to scoop it into a dish and then prepare before you get in the shower. You know, I've got, I don't know, I'm, I'm too busy for that. Um, so we finally found a bottle with a flip top lid that you just, you get in the shower, you flip it open and then I should have grabbed one so I could show, but you just flip it open, you pour a little bit in your wet hand um, and then you just kind of do like that and scrub, do like that and scrub, but it's already closed and away on the mm-hmm. shelf or up in, you know, out of the stream of water. Um, but that was actually very hard for us to find um, the right packaging for that. You know, there's a lot of powder scrubs out there, but finding it in the right kind of packaging um, and just in an easy to use container, it's a surprise. Packaging is actually a surprising challenge. <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing packaging out there, but there is. Um, it's, it's very expensive. I'm sure it's very some expensive. Is, yeah. And, you know, and we're small. So, you know, we're not buying huge containers of packaging. So we're not doing custom made, um, you know, like we would love to have all of our everything be, you know, post 100% recycled everything. Um, and when we get big enough one day that we can actually do that um, and custom order our packaging, we're, you know, it'll feel so good to be able to really not contribute at all to the waste stream and even contribute to the solution. Um, that's what we're excited for. Um, but in the meantime, it's a matter of just finding what's available and making it work. Um, and I think we've been doing a pretty good job of it. I feel really good about our packaging. Yeah, so. it's it's really beautiful. It's really, really nice. I like it. I love – I yeah. only like to buy products like the serums and glass bottles. Yeah. I think that's really, really important to preserve yeah. it and whatnot. But I don't yeah. understand. Sometimes you have – you have to put stuff in plastic sometimes. I know. Yeah. Well, I mean also, you know, I feel like the um, – you know, there's different factors when you can, when you think about the leaching of plastic into oil, because, you know, um, but one of the factors that I don't see talked about much 
you know, basically the more the molecules move around, the more it's going to pick stiff up, stuff up. So for example, our serums are in glass. Um, you know, our body butters are in plastic, but it's a solid. It, it's, you know, once we make it, you know, we don't make it in plastic. We don't cook it in plastic. But once we pour it, it's cold. Um, so that helps that it's not leaching. And then also it's not a liquid that's moving around and the molecules are going around picking up, you know, constantly picking up and leaching and leaching and leaching. So it's mm -hmm. not that it's not an issue at all, um, but it's, it's much more minimal than it would be if it was a liquid. Um, and so that was one of the reasons I was willing to, uh, to use it. Well, that, that's a really good distinction that you made. So let's talk a little bit about toxins in personal care products. Uh, all, pretty much all the products on the market today, anything you buy in a department store or a grocery store or what have you at a drugstore has toxins in them. And that's why I do this kind of show, uh, on natural care products because I think it's so important to avoid putting chemicals on our skin and absorbing them into our bodies without any filtration from our digestive system. So the EU, uh, in, in Europe, they have 1,300 chemicals that are banned in personal care products and makeup. And in the United States, there's eight. And so this makes it even more important to be aware of the ingredients on the ingredient list in your personal care products. So can you tell us the, the top ingredients that we should be looking to avoid when we're reading labels on our beauty and personal care products? Sure. Um, you know, I, the way I approach it, you know, it's interesting. I went into the grocery store the other day, the, the regular local one that I, I don't normally shop at. I was out of whatever it was. Um, and I, you know, I walked through the beauty aisle just to see what they had. And I, and first of all, I couldn't breathe in there. I just couldn't breathe walking through that aisle. Uh, and second of all, I, you know, I picked up a couple of things to look at the ingredients and, you know, I mean, I make skincare products and I didn't know what most of those ingredients were. Um, and, you know, even as a nutritionist, um, when I counsel people in nutrition, you know, if you don't know what it is, um, you know, it's like, it's like jumping into a swimming pool without checking if there's water. You know, you, you wouldn't do that. You look first. Um, and if, you know, if the water doesn't look good, you don't jump in. So it's the same thing. You read the ingredients. And if you recognize all the ingredients, it's a go. And if you don't, then, then you know, do some research. Look it up. Um, and if it's too scientific of a name to pronounce or research, then chances are you don't want it on your skin um, pretty much 100% of the time. Um, so, for example, you know, my ingredient label, I always make sure that, um, you know, I mean, we do use scientific names for all plants, and most people don't know the scientific names for all the plants. So we always put the common names, and that's pretty much standard. Um, but it's it's just a rule of thumb. If you don't know what it is, don't use it. Um, no. Yeah, it's simple. Yeah, it's I, you know, I don't, I'm not... I don't bother to spend my time learning about what I don't use um, because I already know I don't want to use it if if it was made in a lab. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it sounds like a chemical, as of a, it sounds like a chemical name, guess what? Yeah. It's a chemical. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. And I think a, a big one to look for is parabens. Anything that says butyl paraben, propyl paraben, yeah. isopropyl paraben. Yeah. Those are preservatives yeah. and they're petroleum based, they're estrogenic yeah. chemicals and they mm -hmm. need to be avoided. Can you talk a little bit about perfumes? Um, well, anything, if I see the word fragrance, I put it down. Um, if I see the word flavoring, I put it down. If I see the word proprietary, I put it down. 
Um, because why is it proprietary? Why can't you tell me what's in it? Why? Yeah. And why should I put it on my skin or in my body if you can't tell me what's in it? Organic flavor. I, I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't want that on my skin or in my body, which to me on my skin and in my body are the same thing. Yeah. If I wouldn't eat it pretty much, um, that's that. Yeah, the proprietary blends or proprietary fragrance, that's where manufacturers can deceptively hide a hundred different chemicals. There can be a hundred chemicals in that umbrella, and it's to used to protect, you know, the uh, the maker from other people copying their product. Right. But, you right. know, I, I think it's really just used to disguise chemicals. Well, you know, that's an interesting point that you bring up. People have said to me, why don't you patent? your formulas and the, you know, my formulas, I mean, I made my specific formulas, but it's all based on ancient wisdom. I cannot own it. There's no way that I can own calendula, comfrey, plantain, St. John's wort, thyme, you know, it just, if someone else wants to make it, they can, you know, yeah. but the reason people buy my stuff from me is because they know who I am. They trust me as a person. They see how I run my business. They see how I communicate. Um, and they don't want to make it themselves because they don't have the time or the equipment or the or the know-how or whatever it is. Um, that really none of it is rocket science. It's just a matter of, you know, it's just more like a fun thing to do. Um, and we've gotten good at it because we've been doing it for a while. But it's not, um, you know, it's, I don't feel like it's something that should be secret. I feel like it's, you know, like if you go get a salad at a restaurant and they tell you, oh, we have a proprietary salad dressing. You know, like <laughs> surprise salad dressing, secret, whatever. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about how we absorb toxins through our skin. Because um, I've read that when you apply something on your skin, you uh, can absorb it 10 times more than if you eat it. If you, because you're, you know, your digestive tract filters things, your liver filters things, but put it on your skin and you're getting a much more of a greater impact than if you ate a food, for instance. Right, right. Well, I mean, you know, you have the pores of your skin that are meant to exchange with the environment. Um, and so anything you put on your skin just basically goes right in. And then, you know, you have your fat layer under that, um, which we know is where toxins are stored in the fat cells. Um, so it's very susceptible to just kind of get stuck there um, for a while until it gets released into your directly into your bloodstream. Um, so... I mean, that's basically it, you know. Um, I don't really make much of a distinct distinction between my skin and my digestive tract. I don't really consider my digestive tract to be that much of a filter either, the truth yeah. is. Um, you know, I'm maybe, um, I don't know. I, I think that some of the illness that we're all dealing with, um, you know, the increase of chronic illness that we're seeing is probably because a lot of people aren't considering the fact that their digestive tract also is a direct entry, um, you know, into their body. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't expect my digestive tract to filter stuff either. You know, I can, I mean, yes, I can depend on my liver a little bit and whatever, but I really try not to. Um, so yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's why transdermal medications are on the rise yes. because they more effectively deliver that medication than if a medication is taken orally. Right. And you had to think, need to think of the same concept with the products that you're putting in, on your skin, including your makeup. A lot of people don't think about their makeup that they're right. putting on, but they contain a lot of metals and, and whatnot. Um, but as a mother, um, how do you go about keeping toxins out of your children's bodies? Um, well... That's a very good question. <laughs> um, and it can be a challenge. And before I answer it, I want to make a distinction between dirt and toxins. Um, because I don't keep dirt out of my children's bodies. They go out in the garden and they play and they get dirty and they eat half of it. And I don't even know what they're getting into. And it's fine. Um, that's part of how their immune systems develop. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about them getting dirt in their bodies. Um, but toxins, I absolutely worry about. Um, and, you know, one of those ways is it's basically just food and, you know, you do the best you can. You know, it's very interesting because, you know, one of our, my philosophy is that in my home, I try and feed my children as um, carefully as I can. But sometimes they go to a friend's house. Sometimes they're at school and there's a birthday party. And I, I don't want to be the mom who won't let them, you know, you can have a backlash if you're too strict about these things. Um, so I try to mainly educate my children as much as possible and to teach them a certain taste so that what they want is healthier, more nourishing, more vibrant food. Um, so the, we have one hard and fast rule that we never ever eat, uh, which is any kind of food coloring. That's the one thing that even when they're at a birthday party, even when they're at school, um, you know, when they are younger, we tell the teachers they're allergic, even though it's not actually a true allergy, but yeah. that <laughs> them actually take it seriously. Otherwise, yes. You know, and even with that, I've had phone calls like, well, isn't it okay if we just put a little bit of food coloring, you know, in the cake for the birthday party? And I'm like, well, how much, how much, you know, is safe of, of this chemical that no one's ever really proven to be safe? Um, you know, so anyways, that's our only real hard and fast rule. But, uh, and I started that um, when my son was two, we saw a behavior change in him within minutes of him accidentally eating some food coloring. And we were like, wow, that's really significant. Um, and so that right then, and he's 13 now. So for all that time, we've had this rule. And it's really interesting that we've also found that just having that one single rule rules out a lot of other uh, uh, toxins that would otherwise be getting into their diet. Yes. You know? um, so like when you can't have the food coloring, okay, so there's an occasional corn syrup that sneaks in, but... They're not um, eating whatever, you know, all these things that you don't know what the ingredients are. Um, it just rules it out. So, you know, we do as much education as we can and we do as much just at home, um, you know, just ho hoping that what you do in the home extends out into the world. You know, you know, we do a lot of food prep with the kids. We do a lot of, you know, let's make our own granola bars. Let's make our own whatever. Um, and you just... We do our best. Um, you know, when they were babies, we didn't do plastic toys because they're putting them all in their mouths, that sort of thing. Um, you know, you do your best. Yeah. yeah you, and you, you can't drive yourself too crazy. There's uh, so many toxins on the planet. You can, you're breathing yeah. them in. Um, yeah. They're in the water. And so when I first started learning about toxins, I went a little bit overboard. And I well, was yeah, terrified. Yeah. Yes. Well, also, I, I, my whole journey through um, into um, holistic living um, started as a teenager. I was sick with Crohn's disease. 
And um, I was very, very sick. And, uh, you know, I went to all the top doctors in the area, the D.C. metropolitan area at the time. And I had one look at me when I must have been 17 or 18 by then. And I had been struggling already for some time. Um, I had been in and out of the hospital. And I said to him, you know, I still just don't feel good. You know, like, okay, I'm not like bleeding internally right now, but I just don't feel good. And he said to me, um, you know, you might just have to get used to that. Mm. And it was like, I don't think that's true. I don't think I'm going to do that, actually. Um, And that is how it all began for me. And so learning about how to nourish my body and how to support my system um, at every opportunity is pretty much how it all started for me. So with food, you know, food, basically it's, I mean, it's medicine, it's our fuel, it's, it's our building blocks. It's um, so why would we, you know, veer off of, of that opportunity and do the opposite of loving ourselves? Um, It just doesn't make sense. So I don't even remember where we, why I started talking. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes me sad when I, I hear physicians, um, because of lack of their own knowledge of natural health, right. discourage people and tell people they have to be on medications for life or right. that there's nothing that can be done or there is right. no cure. There's, you know, right. uh, and, and, and people, be, uh, you know, evil or mean or, or disregarding, no, they just no, don't not. know better. Um, and from their experience and from the tools they have, it's like, you know, if you go to a surgeon, they're going to recommend surgery. I mean, that's just kind of what they know. That's the tools they have. So, um, you know, also just as a mother, I already came into it with that um, perspective of, you know, holistic, you know, medicine. And um, so it's kind of all developed over time for me, um, you know, but like, oh, I remember now why I started because, you know, at first it was I had to be very extreme because I was healing from chronic very, very intense illness. I was, you know, very, very, very sick. So I had to be very diligent and very extreme and very careful. Um, and now I've gotten to the point where I can have once in a while, you know, like for a while there, I couldn't eat any tomatoes, you know, for years I couldn't eat tomatoes. It was something that I knew wasn't good for me. Um, not that they're intrinsically bad for everyone, but it just didn't work for me to eat tomatoes. And then now, you know, I can eat tomatoes once in a while. And my body's fine with it. If I were to eat tomatoes every day, I would be sick within a month, probably. But, you know, it's just, it's a matter of learning how to listen to your body. Um, but And I think your skin talks to you also kind of just like your digestive tract does. If you eat something that's not good for your digestive tract or the rest of your body, if you're listening, you'll hear it. If you're not listening, you might not. So it's kind of a choice whether or not to tune in. Um, and I feel like your skin often does the same thing. Um, you know, you could put stuff on your skin that kind of, gives it, you know, it's, it feel it doesn't feel dry and itchy anymore, but it needs more. It's asking for more. It's always asking for more nutrients. You know, like for example, we were talking about how with the nightly serum, you can put it on once in the day and your skin is happy. You don't need to continue to keep reapplying and, you know, your skin should be able to basically hold its own. You know what I mean? Like it needs some help. It needs some protection. It needs some nourishment. But if it's constantly needing the reapplying, um, you know, it might be talking to you similar to your digestive tract. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, I think that, you know, one of the things that we know as people is, you know, one of the things also as a mother that I learned is that the only thing I really have is my intuition. It's the only thing I really have. I can learn, I can research, I can, you know, but like I can go to the doctor and I can say, you know, what do you think? I think she's not 
you know, feeling well. And the doctor can say, well, no, I think she's fine. Well, who am I going to trust, the doctor or myself? Like, I'm not saying the doctor doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, you know, we, ha- we know what we know. And trusting ourselves is just such a huge part of healing. And it's such a tool um, for us. And to abandon that is silly. So when we read an ingredient label, we don't know what it is. You know, that's like our, us asking ourselves to abandon our own responsibility of taking care of ourselves and our own opportunity to take care of ourselves. That's just silly. So as a mother, I think that's kind of what guides me also. Yeah, me too. I I always listen to my intuition over and above everything. Anything I read in a book, anything, I I have to go to the doctor, um, you know, definitely I'm on like high guard. But uh, (laughs) And when I don't, you know, sometimes I don't, but then I always end up kicking myself for it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You always want to go through your intuition because you just kind of always know that little voice in the back of your head is the the wisest one. Yeah. Uh, so you you have a special offer for the listeners. Uh, anyone who's interested in getting your amazing natural products, can you tell them a little yeah. bit about that? Um, well, it's a coupon code on Amazon Prime. It's, uh, what did we say? It was 110 Wendy, right? Yes. Um, and so it's basically for our entire catalog. You can do a search for just Aura's Amazing Herbal, um, you know, in the little search bar there. And then just look and see what interests you. We have gift boxes that have a little bit of everything so you can check things out. Or we have um, like a little face kit so you could do try the scrub and the serum. Um, but whatever you want to try, uh, you can use coupon code 110WENDY. Um, all caps. You, all capitals. Uh, all caps. And that will give you 20% off anything in the cart. Um, but it's a one-time use. So you can just sort of try whatever you want. Um, and then that's that. So. Yeah, and I was I was so so pleased when I got your box of goodies that had all the products. But I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I tried so many of them. I've tried a lot of natural products. I really really love your products and Thank know you. that they yeah. are really all natural. There's a lot of natural yeah. so called natural products out there <laughs> that are in fact not. Uh, many of them can be found at Whole Foods and other like mm-hmm. natural food stores, um, but yeah. these are real food. They're actual yeah. real. They're everything can be, sense. yeah. They're natural and they're um, nutritive. Yes, yes. So that's one of the other, um, you know, an added bonus. Yes, and so wanting to the listeners a little bit more about uh, where they can find you and learn more about your products. So our website, AuraisAmazingHerbal.com, we really are, you know, trying to provide as much information through our website as possible. So we have a little video library on there. If you go to um, About Aura um, or About Us, I don't remember now which it is, um, but you click there and you'll see there's a video library. So we have, um, you know, just cute little videos about us and about each of our products. And, you know, we're always working on another video. Um, so you can just kind of keep checking on it. And also we do emails every so often. We don't, we promise not to flood your inbox, but every so often we send out an email. Uh, and that's pretty much, you know, we're also, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So whatever's easiest for you, whatever you'd like to, you know, hang out on there. Um, but that's pretty much it on our website and on all of our product pages. We always have our full list of ingredients. We always have, um, you know, as much description as we can think of. And if you ever have any questions, you can, of course, contact us from the contact page and we try and respond uh, pretty quickly um, to every question. Um, and that's pretty much okay, that's great. Great. <laughs> well, Aura, thank you so much for coming on the thank show. You. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
Yeah, and listeners, you know, I I love to do shows like this. You know, you guys know I love to talk about toxins and how to avoid toxins in your environment. And the personal care products you put into your skin is one of the the biggest factors in, uh, you know, contributing to your body burden of toxins and to making your body estrogen dominant and having uh, and weight gain as well. You have the more estrogen you have in the body, the more weight gain you'll have. Um, not to mention toxic metals that are in makeup like nickel and aluminum. Um, so it's very, very important to uh, really assess every component in your life and reevaluate, read labels, and take responsibility for your health. And that's my my mission is to teach everyone out there um, how to detox their life in every area. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can learn more about me at live2110.com. You can learn more about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Bye-bye.